3: The following is a presentation of the UCLA Sports Network from IMG. KCALA. It's time for your weekly look inside UCLA Athletics. And off,
2: belly jumping,
4: left pushing forward, touchdown UCLA. Daniel serves it far side. It is knocked away. The Bruins will take down Troy.
3: Champions made here. UCLA! Live from Plataea, inside the Luskin Conference Center on the campus of UCLA, this is the Bruin Insider Show. Coming up, we've got 60 minutes of the best Bruins talk anywhere, including a chat with UCLA head coaches, student athletes, and the latest in on-campus athletics news live from Westwood. Now, let's go live to Plataea inside the Luskin Conference Center and join
4: our hosts, Nick Cope and Brian Finley. While the season has not exactly gone to plan for the UCLA football team, fans for UCLA are looking for progress, a win, something to point to and say, look, we're getting better. And what better way to show some growth than beating USC last Saturday. Joshua Kelly, the Bruin who wears a perpetual smile, put the rest of the UCLA fan base in a great mood with his epic game on the ground. Welcome to the Bruin Insider Show with former Bruin quarterback Wayne Cook, Nick Cope, I am Brian Fenley. We're all about good vibes here. Coming up, we will look at this UCLA win against USC from all angles. A stoic, focused Bruin head coach Chip Kelly showed us a big grin afterwards. Good to see that, but it wasn't for long because he's got a focus on Stanford coming up, and we will, of course, talk about that matchup, which takes place on Saturday. We will also discuss and have a conversation with UCLA offensive lineman Andre James, Lost his father to cancer during the season. You're going to hear how courageously he was able to play five days after his dad's passing and how Andre continues to honor his dad on the field.
5: Well, that was just so much fun on Saturday. and UCLA fans are going to always remember the day Joshua Kelly and the Bruins ran over USC. It was such a fun game. We're also going to talk some basketball. Bruins didn't have their best showing uh, last night you know certainly could have gone better and they got to gear up for some tough games coming up this weekend starting with Michigan State and
4: Las Vegas yeah we are going to preview that matchup as well so so much to get to but coming up first we welcome in Wayne Cook as we run the tape back to that USC UCLA win you're listening or UCLA win over USC you're listening to the Bruin Insider Show on the UCLA Sports Network from IMG
6: Toyo Tire's full line of exceptional tires means there's a tire for you. Yes, you, Italian sports car. And you, off-road truck, charging like a wild beast. You too, luxury sedan, cruising all cool. And yes, even you, minivan, taking the kids to school. And with the Toyo No Regrets Trial Offer, your satisfaction is guaranteed.
0: Is the original crowdfunding project? It's not the people who raised money for the zombie movie yeah. or the indoor beehive. <laughs> crowdfunding started with credit unions like Westcom. We're a member owned financial co op. Our members are putting their money together to offer each other low credit card and loan rates and high yields on savings accounts. Fund your future at Westcom.
5: Westcom, the
2: best bank for you may not be a bank at all. Wescom.org, federally insured by NCUA. Certain terms may apply. Your Southern California Chevy dealers, home to huge savings on phenomenal crossovers, like the completely redesigned Chevy Equinox, with more than enough space and comfort for you and your passengers. Plus, the versatility to bring just about anything you need on your next adventure. From style and technology to performance and safety, Equinox offers the complete package and an incredible deal. Hurry to your Southern California Chevy dealer and visit SoCalChevy.com.
6: There's a new season on Pac-12 Network.
4: The slate's been wiped clean, and only you can dictate what happens next.
6: What happens next is when it starts to count. So make it count. This is next level. This is happening. This is your destiny
4: and there's no avoiding it. Expectations don't matter. Reputation doesn't matter.
6: Only thing that matters is what comes next. Watch on Pac-12 Networks.
3: Have a question for any of our guests? Tweet us at UCLA Athletics using the hashtag Bruin Insider Show or visit uclabruins.com insider to submit your question each week. Now let's rejoin our hosts, Nick Cope and Brian Finley.
5: Join us before each UCLA home football game at the Century Club located in the UCLA fan zone in Lot H. Century Club is catered exclusively by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse and includes a hosted bar and more. All for one, all-inclusive price of $75. Visit UCLABruins.com slash Century Club for more information. Nick Cope, Brian Friendly. We're going to bring in Wayne Cook now. And Wayne, we're going to get into all the nuts and bolts, but I wanted to start a little big picture here at the start because... This game really had me thinking about identity and culture of this team. And to me, the two hallmarks that have stood out are are discipline and competition, the idea of having to earn your spot each week. We've heard Chip Kelly and the players talk about these things throughout the year. And I I felt like you really saw it manifest, though, at the game on Saturday. And then it got me thinking about the future of this program and the types of players UCLA is going to attract and look at in recruiting Guys like Joshua Kelly, someone who's never satisfied. He's always seeking to prove himself over and over. After practice yesterday, he was asked, you know, what percent of his abilities is he operating at? How much room is there left to improve after a game like that? And he said, I've got 100 percent more to improve on. There's always room for improvement. I, I just love that mentality that this team has adopted this year and think it build so well for the future.
7: You know what, Nick? Well said. Um, I, I, I think, first of all, uh, just what what a great experience, you know, just listening to you guys. I was I was just just the idea that that this team is, is now only at three wins. You know, it's it's, it really one loss wise is, is just it been a struggle. You know, it's, it's like one of those years that you look back in history and you go, this doesn't happen very often. But but as you're pointing out, there's, there's been these these moments throughout the year where we've just watched this young team deal with so much adversity and, and the way the players on the team have constantly battled that the the idea that they could beat a, US, a USC team that I know is struggling but that still most people probably thought were going to win that game and and to come out and do it the way they did it and, and just keep improving to have a player like Joshua Kelly. But remember, there was a whole bunch of people blocking for him. There was a whole bunch, you know, there were some great plays by receivers, quarterbacks, defensive players, just all the guys that, that stepped up. And, and they're never going to forget that. I, I can tell you guys, this: this game, you know, 20 years from now, probably these guys won't think about that record. They'll probably just think about the fact that they kept battling and they kept fighting and they and they got this win that's. Like you said, it's just it's, it's an example of what character can do if you just keep fighting, and, and you don't see that too much. I mean, we even saw examples of maybe flawed character on the other side of the field during this game, and, and sometimes that comes back to bite you.
4: Yeah, we are going to talk about that flawed character for sure, and that cost USC certainly in the game. Back to Joshua Kelly. First off, it's his birthday today, so what a way to celebrate after a win against that other team in Los Angeles. Getting into some of the stats, 289 yards rushing, the most ever by a Bruin against USC, third most rushing yards in a game in UCLA history, fourth quarter alone over 100 yards, 40 carries, which Coach Chip Kelly mentioned afterwards, if that was too much, he said, man, he could have carried it for 100 times. And he mentioned that we track all our guys with GPS systems. We're the most scientific team in college football, so Whoever asked that question, reporter, don't worry about it. One thing I wanted to take overall picture from Joshua Kelly are the life lessons that we can pick up from him. And you don't have to be a football fan to see what this guy has done. And Nick talked about this, Wayne, you as well. When you're not happy with where you are in life, you just have to work harder. And for a guy like Joshua Kelly starting at the beginning of the season. Then he was taken out of the rotation, didn't see the field against Fresno State, had like 27 yards through the first three games, didn't complain, which is the lazy, easy thing to do. And say he looked inward and realized, man, I got to figure things out here. It's not all about entitlement. You've got to put in the work. So then he goes and puts up a great practice, series of practices against Colorado leading up to them in that game. He wins the job back, and now he's just on a roll and has this perpetual smile on his face. And, and it just brings to mind the power of positive thinking. And I know that can be a little bit cliche, but uh, many people in the past have said this you cannot have a negative mind and a positive life.
7: Holy cow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, 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 you know what, man? You guys listen. I, I, I use this one as a school teacher all the time. You know, people come strolling in and I don't care if they're teachers, administrators, I don't care if they're students. And on Mondays, they kind of they kind of look around and they're like, oh, it's Monday, I hate Mondays. And I go, why do you hate Mondays? It's the beginning of a new week. It's a bit. Be- it's beginning of opportunity. It's beginning of everything great that can happen. I go, I don't understand why you hate Mondays. And they all look at me because like, we're supposed to hate Mondays. I go, no, it's a choice. I go, if you think about it, if you all live, and I'm talking to middle school kids, and, and, and I wish I could say this to some of the teachers that complain about Mondays too, and I look at them, and I go, listen, you guys, you're going to be around for a whole lot more Mondays, and you've already predetermined that you're not going to like them. Think about that. Just really think about, like, you've decided in advance, I will not like, like, if you live to be like 95 years old, and you're, say, 15 years old, you've decided you're going to hate all of those Mondays for the rest of your life. Now, I haven't done the math, but that's a whole lot of days. And it's just a horrible way to go through life. And it's just one of those things that if you have the right mindset and you choose to go into everything as an opportunity for something awesome to happen, it may not always work out that way. I mean, let's face it. I, I guarantee you Joshua Kelly has gone into every single game this year thinking I'm going to give it my best and we're going to win and we're going to fight, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't always work out that way. But the attitude is always there. I mean, it's it's incredible. If you just talk to this guy for five minutes. But you guys, what's been fun about this is when you talk to the other players on the team. There's a lot of young men. Joshua Kelly's been in the limelight and he deserves it. But there's a lot of players on this team that I've watched teams fold. I've watched teams when they start to lose, they start pointing fingers, they start talking, they start, you know, blaming coaches, they start having problems and they show their character. This team has not done that. And it would be really easy to do that with as many losses as they've had. So, you know, kudos to all those guys and and I and I know that Chip Kelly's the same way by the way. You try to get him to say something negative or focus on something negative, he just doesn't want any part of it. And I've noticed that from the whole coaching staff. So I, I think this is a, a a thing, and you talked about this earlier, I think UCLA football is building a foundation that is sustainable right now. You know what I mean? If you do it the right way, it's not just about bringing in superstar athletes and hopefully that it clicks. You've got to build that, and I know this is an overused thing, but that culture, but it starts with players like you know Joshua Kelly and, and, and a lot of the other players on this team. And you have to have that if you want to build a culture that is sustainable, which is what we want at UCLA. We don't want to just beat SC once and then go start losing again. We want to beat them all the time. We want to beat. We want to start winning Pac-12 championships, and so it starts with uh, with wins like this, and it starts with players like this.
5: One final little stat I found about Joshua Kelly's performance: second most yards a single player has ran for against USC. The most. 2012, Ken John Barner ran for 321 for the University of Oregon under head coach Chip Kelly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> anyways, I thought know, that was really just, interesting.
7: That that's awesome, and and, and it was a heck of a player too. And re- remember this, you guys. You know, running has been a huge part of what Chip Kelly has always done, and and we're starting to see that. And we've talked about that for a while. We're just when once once Joshua Kelly started doing his thing, now now our defense has had to come a long way, and I, I think they've been playing a little bit better, a little bit better. Um, and, and they really stepped up in this game, but it, it's just it's so important, and I think it's going to be a staple of, of UCLA football teams, you know, for a long time now. And, and one more thing on Joshua Kelly, and this is what's great: Joshua Kelly. When I watch him play, I don't I don't see a guy that had a hard time finding places to play out of high school. This guy's good. I mean, I, I know the numbers are good, and I. But but I mean, he has vision. He has explosiveness. He has a, enough speed. He has power. He has intelligence. So, so again, and I and I I love to try to speak to all the young athletes out there. You know, you may get overlooked. You you may you may be in the wrong place in high school. You may not get enough looks. But if you keep fighting, as you guys pointed out, uh, you've got a chance. But this guy, trust me, there's a whole bunch of coaches that missed on him coming out of high school, and uh, and he's proven it right now.
5: Well, I was also impressed schematically the approach that. Chip Kelly took with this offense this week, and we saw a lot of three-tight end formations that we hadn't seen a ton of. We saw Wilton Spate going under center a lot too, and you saw USC was overloading to that strong side, and then the Bruins took advantage, ran a lot of weak side counters, a lot of pulling right. guards, tackles. I even saw Boss Tagaloa as a pulling center a couple times. So, so what I was impressed with, Wayne, is we saw, we saw, you know, a, a new coach, coaching approach here just for this game, and it paid off. So well,
7: yeah. And and listen for for those for anybody out there that thinks that somehow Chip Kelly is like you know forgotten how to coach. I mean, sorry, but his genius is still there. This guy's really really bright, and and you can just see it. And even when you watch the games, you can you he, you know you don't sit there. Uh, I I know people love to question everything, but as far as I'm concerned, from watching this team all year, and and again with all the youth and all the problems and just trying to get guys up to speed and playing so many young players. It, it's been there and i i talked about it in the arizona state game i i felt like the offense played really really well i thought oregon i thought they played well and i thought they played well against usc um i, I just think the way he calls plays is really really smart he knows how to use his talent he knows how to game plan against what the other teams do and, and you've seen that there's been there's just been other mistakes that have been you know costing ucla victory so man i'm just telling you i i just i see so many positives and, and it's going to you know it's going to take some recruiting it's going to it's going to take some more depth it's going to take a you know still a little bit more time and and there's still one more game to play by the way but but this team is doing a lot and, and by the way we've been talking so much about Joshua Kelly really happy uh for for wilton spade i I thought you know the numbers may not jump off the page, but I thought he played a fantastic game
4: and I think we got to give a shout out to that offensive line coach and coach <laughs> Fry as well for what he's done with Joshua Kelly. We are just scratching the surface when it comes to talking about this UCLA USC game and talk about the lack of penalties for UCLA. We're going to talk about all sorts of things more storylines that festered up from that contest right after this. You're listening to the Bruin Insider Show on the UCLA Sports Network from IMG.
6: Hey,
2: Bruin fans. Football season is finally here, and that means it's time to plan your tailgates, and we want to help make it easy and hassle-free. Block Party offers full turnkey service with premium reserve space, top-quality tents, lounge furniture, and tailgate attendance to UCLA fans who want a better game day experience. All you need to do is show up, and we'll handle the rest. For more information and to book a hassle-free tailgate, please visit our website at blockpartypresents.com UCLA.
1: UCLA fans, so you know you love 505 Southwestern Green Chili and Salsa. Well, guess what? We brought 505 into the Rose Bowl so you can enjoy their premium salsas and world-famous flame-roasted Hatch Valley Green Chili on your favorite stadium meal. From adding to a piece of pizza or a topping on tacos or hot dogs or making nachos extra premium, add a little 505 to make anything taste better. No matter how you use it, you will love 505 Southwestern.
2: Chevy Silverado, the best-selling pickup in Southern California, according to IHS Automotive. When you want strength, capability, and protection, you want something strong. That's Chevy Silverado, made of high-strength steel for high-strength dependability. Want a mid midsize pickup with a heavyweight attitude? Then you want the Chevy Colorado, a well-rounded combination of power and efficiency that proves its worth every day. Get great deals on amazing trucks right now at your Southern California Chevy dealers.
6: UCLA fans. There's nothing better than heading to the game with all your buddies and now you can load them all up in your new Infiniti QX80 SUV from San Manuel Casino. San Manuel Casino is giving away a brand new 2019 Infiniti QX80 SUV every Thursday in November. That's five during the month. Use your Club Serrano card at over 4,700 slot machines or your favorite table games for your chance to win. San Manuel Casino is all thrill. Details at sanmanuel.com. Must be 21. Please gamble responsibly.
3: The Bruin Insider Show continues now. Back out to Plataea inside the Luskin Conference Center on the campus of UCLA. Here's Nick Cope and Brian Finley.
4: Team Talk is brought to you by the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf, born and brewed in Southern California since 1963 and home of the original ice blended drink. The Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf has grown to over 1,200 stores in nearly 30 countries. Visit CoffeeBean.com for more information. Well, we continue our chatter with the UCLA-USC football game, which happened over the weekend. Bruins winning, of course. Coach Kelly mentioned after the win that for about 24 hours, it was okay to, to celebrate and to feel good about themselves as far as the team. But... As much as he is about improvement, he wasn't going to let that linger any further. And there were things that this team, yeah, wants to work on. There were still some things in special teams with the block punt leading to the touchdown and then giving up a a pass that led to a first down off a field goal, a fake field goal. But the two penalties, guys, season low for the Bruins of just 15 yards in total, both of those miscues were in the first quarter. USC, nine penalties for 63 yards. Two interceptions and can only convert on third down four of thirteen times. How can you forget it? And Wayne, you talked about it, some of the, the bonehead mistakes for USC with Brandon Peely, who threw a punch at Chris Murray, unsportsmanlike conduct. It was third and goal from the five, and after the penalty, it was first down at the two-yard line. Peely didn't play the rest of the game, and the coaching staff said, you're in timeout, which don't ever think you grew out of that. But what I saw, guys, is a role reversal. USC was the one beating themselves, unlike in the past where we've seen UCLA do that. And I could tell that that shows improvement on the Bruin side. And, and UCLA not engaging either was really nice to see.
7: Well, well, listen, you guys, here's the, here's the deal. There's a difference between UCLA's penalties for most of the year have been just dumb, boneheaded, not concentrating penalties. What SC's been doing more than anybody in the country is, is is or not in the country, but at least in the Pac-12. But they've been they're a personal foul penalty like in every game. It seems like just dumb mistakes. They did the same thing against Cal that cost him a victory. Um, so so when I look at what what you know what Coach Kelly is 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 teaching this team is that, and I, and I've heard him say this before too. You know you cannot win games. You know, you're, you're fighting your butts off. You're playing as hard as you can, and you have two false starts, you know, in a, in a, in a drive at the end of the game against Arizona State. You have, you know, f- five-yard penalties in back-to-back games that going into halftime where you had a chance to kick a field goal and then you moved it back and missed. You cannot keep making boneheaded mistakes. Those are things that, that I, I think a lot of, uh, of of people will look at and say, wow, well, UCLA's on discipline. Well, you know, UCLA's young. They're they're being coached. They're being taught. There's tons of competition, as you guys pointed out earlier. If you're not playing well, you'll 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 sit out. But they've, they've been fighting through those, you know, maybe lack of focus penalties. And um, but what happening? What's happening at USC is is you have guys doing things that are, you know, we all know this. You don't you don't fight in football. It's a 15 yard penalty. It's selfish. People are wearing helmets. You punch someone in the helmet. You're gonna hurt your hand more than you're gonna hurt them. I know it's a tough game. I know it's a physical game, but it's also um, it's a game of intelligence and you just can't do those things. And that was a costly play for USC. So um, I, I can live with some of the penalties uh, that UCLA said because I know they're young and I know they're growing. But but when you're, you know, Coach Helton over there at USC and, and with so many, you know, personal fouls, it's just one of those issues that those 15 yarders show to me a lack of discipline in, in your team.
5: Well, you alluded to it just before the break there, but Wilton Spade is someone we need to talk about a little bit because um, for all the love to Josh Kelly, and rightly so, Wilton had some really clutch throws that kept drives going on, on third downs, uh, some of those high lofty balls. Uh, and, and, Wayne, I remember you pointed it out on the broadcast how, yes, they kind of looked a little wild, but he was it in a spot where only his receiver uh, could get it. it, it those plays and then just having that older, mature presence on this young team, I can't imagine just how much of a positive effect that has had on this team, not just Saturday, but all year.
7: Yeah, no, no, he, he's, he's just so calm. And I talked to Coach Kelly about this after the game, too, and I noticed it during the games. I mean, he just has this demeanor that, I, that I've i got this. And, uh, you know, he doesn't get too high when good things happen and he doesn't get too low when bad things happen. He's just he's the leader that, that you want. And uh, with such a young team, I think that's been great. I mean, I, I thought the touchdown pass he threw to Theo Howard was fantastic. I mean, he had a guy just flat-out tattooed him, and he stepped into it threw it up and just dropped it right in the back corner of the end zone i thought that was awesome and just the way he, he led the team with his legs i mean he's been so timely with the ability to scramble and slide for first downs i um, mean he ran one in for a touchdown he's just done such a good job uh, of maybe proving to people that didn't think he was athletic enough to do some of the things that he needs to do in this offense i think he's proven to be a very very good runner and he knows when to do it and so um i just hats off to him you you can't win this game you can't beat uh USC, I don't care when it is, if you don't have a quarterback that doesn't play well, and, and he definitely did.
4: Can we, for a minute, just applaud the, the play of Chris Barnes? I mean, and how far he has come, especially in this game. He had that pass breakup, which solidified the UCLA win against USC. But what he did, just engineering and quarterbacking that defense was really special. And then you've got cornerbacks and, and Nate Meadows, and he would be the first to tell you, look, man, not having had the best of years, you know, there were some things that, you know, I need to improve on. But he got an interception, and the team was rallying around him because of that. And then Darney Holmes got in the interception mix. And how much, though, fueled UCLA Wayne when they witnessed in between the third and the fourth quarters, <laughs> the Trojans out there dancing. It, it, guys, last time I checked, there's four quarters in a football game. And you could see it, Wayne, I know you were right there and you saw this, where the UCLA players, they were disciplined, they weren't reacting, but they were watching and storing that in their heads so that in that final quarter, 13 unanswered points and they just stuck it right back to them, or stuck it right back to them.
7: so, so just a couple of things real quick, Brian, because you 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 said a lot there. First of all, yeah, happy for the defense. I thought the defensive players. I thought Chris Barnes played great. I thought Pickett played great. You know, that poor guy came out of the game for a second. It seemed like, and uh, and and they scored a touchdown. He's that important to the team. Love that Nate Matters got an interception. I had said a couple times this week. I, I had hoped he'd do something big in the game because you know you know whether whether it's deserved or not, I don't think this has been quite the the senior year Nate Matters wanted. For him to get a, an interception versus USC was huge. Now to your (laughs) I I even said this on the air I'm like I'm sorry USC but when you're five and five and you're only up by six going into the fourth quarter you don't do that I mean to me that's that's a leadership issue it just looked dumb I, I don't know how else to say it I'm not trying to be mean I'm not trying to stir anything up and I even would bet that a lot of USC fans would probably think the same thing it's like you just don't do that. It's like it's like a guy that jumps up and does a dance and gives a first down sign when they're losing by thirty. It's like give the ball to the referee and run off the field. You're getting your butt kicked. It just looks stupid. And so, I don't know what what made that happen. I even witnessed one of the one of the players come out a little bit farther than the other ones and looked like he was trying to kind of kick turf on the UCLA. You know, you know the 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 the, the, the sign the uh, on on the middle of the field. And I I got a little bit mad. And and I I think that. Um, the UCLA players went out and won that fourth quarter uh, 13 to nothing. So there's your answer. Uh, I, I've always been a fan of, uh, of guys doing it on the field. I think that's when it matters the most. Uh, you want to get the W, all that other nonsense doesn't matter one bit. I think that you've seen that this year. There's been less of those types of antics uh, under Chip Kelly from UCLA, less dancing, less screwing around and more effort and more just playing to win. And I, I think that's what good programs do.
5: Well, the Bruins ended one losing streak last week, and now they're going to try and lose another this coming week. Ten in a row they've lost to Stanford, and we can't forget this is a very good Stanford team, so we're going to get on into all that when we come back. You're listening to the Bruin Insider Show on the UCLA Sports Network from IMG. If meat and bread are the backbone of a sub, then Mike's way is the heart and soul. Lettuce and tomatoes, onions and spices, all drizzled in the juice. That's the difference. Jersey Mike's, be a sub
3: above. Hey, ESPN's Neil Everett here telling you how to win big, score a Nissan Titan just by customizing one. Go to NissanUSA.com slash Titan Sweepstakes. Build your Titan, choose your school's colors, then register for your chance to win
0: today. Get to Nissan, proud supporter of college athletics. Purchase necessary. Ends 12 10, 18 Open to legal residents of the 50 U.S. and D.C. 18 and older. To enter in for official rules, visit NissanUSA.com slash sweepstakes.
8: Premier Party Rents is your destination for all of your party and event rental needs, including weddings, birthdays, and corporate events. A preferred vendor of UCLA, Premier Party Rents has been working with UCLA football alumni on their game day rental needs for the past five seasons and looking forward to many more. We offer the best customer service in addition to our extensive selection of event rental supplies. Let's combine your imagination, and our experience to produce precisely the event you've envisioned. Visit PremierPartyRents.com.
2: With Pac-12 now, you've got 24-7 access to all seven Pac-12 Networks channels. Cool? Live events. Touchdown, Washington. Original programming on demand. My PMS, I'm back with you in our San Francisco studio. With the ability to customize what you want to watch wherever you want to watch it, set your teams, set your sports, and you're all set. Pac-12 now, download today.
5: The sub above difference is daily, not shredded last night or baked yesterday afternoon. Good ingredients, prepped fresh every day, because that's what daily means. Jersey Mike's. Be a sub above.
4: Spate hands it off. Kelly guns the engine. He could go. 40, 35, far sideline. 20, 15, 10. Bye bye. Joshua Kelly. Touchdown UCLA. 55 wonderful yards. Joshua Kelly.
3: You're listening to the Bruin Insider Show on the UCLA Sports Network from IMG.
5: Located in the UCLA Luskin Conference Center and Hotel right on campus, Plataea Restaurant is the perfect place for your next gathering or celebration. Enjoy quality time over their family-style means from the heart of Bruin country. Visit PlataeaUCLA.com. For more info, Nick Cope with Brian Fenley and Wayne Cook as the Bruins get ready to take on the Stanford Cardinal. Coming up on Saturday will be a noon kick. The pregame with Wayne and the guys will be at 10.30. Wayne, I feel like this game is probably going to be tougher than USC. Stanford at 6-4, and four, but they played both Washington and Washington State very close Uh, They have a very balanced offense. Obviously, we know Bryce Love, KJ Costello can chuck it. They'll really air it out at times. How do you see Stanford trying to attack this UCLA defense, and how does UCLA defense then kind of approach that Stanford offense? Do we see maybe a similar approach that we saw this past weekend where UCLA took away the run and relied on that secondary, probably the strongest part of their defense, to, to make some plays?
7: yeah you know this is a different animal uh you know I, I think you know usc did try to run the ball and had a little bit of success in that especially in that third quarter um but stanford's going to be able to run the ball they're going to come at you and ucla still has had some struggles with against the run they've been getting better lately but trust me they're going to get a whole bunch of it and you know they still have jj Sega whiteside on the outside who's a big uh remember what uh I'm forgetting his name right now, but the, the the receiver from from Arizona did with his height. Um, so, you know, they're, they're going to have some issues and obviously Bryce Love can still play. So the defense is going to have to bring it. Um, this isn't as good of a defense as, as Stanford's used to. And I think that's why they're down a little bit. Um, and so, you know, hopefully UCLA continues its offensive uh, momentum, which I, I think is getting better and better and better, being able to both throw the ball and and run the ball. Um, and I and I, I think they'll do that. So I, I think this is going to be a good game. I think it matters that it's at the Rose Bowl. I, I hope it's I, I thought the crowd and, and to everybody who was at that game. I, I know it probably wasn't as big of a crowd as, as, as we're used to for that game, but it was still you know, 60,000 people making a whole lot of noise at the end of that USC game. And I thought that was awesome. I think – I hope people don't just say, okay, we got SC, it's over. Trust me on this one. Stanford is probably, you know, there's the, of the villains that UCLA should have, it starts with SC always. But next is Stanford. I mean, this team's been a thorn in our side for a long time now. And if we can get a win against, you know, Stanford to, to end the year, it, would, it wouldn't it would make me as happy as the SC win, but pretty darn close. Uh, I, I've grown to, to, to not enjoy losing to that team. So I, I hope the players, you know, like, like Coach Kelly was saying, hey, let's enjoy this and then let's get back to work because this one matters a lot. You know, Stanford's been a good program in this conference for, for the last decade, and it's time to start turning the tide.
4: And when Chip Kelly was asked after practice on Monday about that long losing streak to the Cardinal, he wasn't at all concerned about it. He said, look, we're looking through the windshield, not the rearview mirror. It's a forward-thinking operation. He doesn't have time to to think about records and streaks and all of that. We touched upon Bryce Love, and I, I still... I think a lot of people might look at his stats this year and think, well, what is going on? But you can't be fooled. He still has so much talent. I know his numbers yeah. are not where he wants them to be, 580 yards on the ground, five touchdowns. Compared to a year ago, when he ran for over 2,000 yards and 19 touchdowns was Heisman Trophy runner-up. But this is a guy who has an ankle injury he's been dealing with. Offensive line for Stanford hasn't always been healthy. And he is coming off of a performance against Oregon State where he did look a little bit more like his old self, 90 yards on 11 carries. So he seems to be playing a little bit better, and I think that might present some problems to the UCLA defense.
7: Well, when, when Bryce Love is healthy, we know how good he is. But remember, this is the ultimate team sport, guys. And and when Stanford you know, hasn't been as good, you, you said it perfectly, he struggled with that same injury that it seemed like he fought all, all year last year, but last year he still found a way to put up ridiculous numbers. So, you know, I, I don't really care who's running. You know, this is this is what Stanford knows how to do. They, they know how to put big bodies, kind of like what UCLA's been doing with all their tight ends. They know how to put big bodies in front of you and come downhill. They run downhill. And if you don't bring it and you're not ready to tackle and you're not ready to play aggressive – uh, you're in trouble and then they'll go up top you know they they will throw the ball up top they'll they they run a lot of plays where they kind of box you out and and figure their athletes can out jump your athlete and so it is it is a definite challenge this is this is a team if you look at what stanford's done this year their losses are against good teams you know they, they beat the teams they probably should beat but they've lost their four games against against good teams you know the washington schools and and notre dame and i, I forget what the other ones, one is off the top of my head, but they're all they're all Utah. good teams and so it to me, this is going to be, and I agree with you, probably a better team than USC. Um, but remember, USC man, they 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 still have some good players. So hey, just bring it, just show up and improve, get better, try and play even better than you did last week. And and if they do that, I think they've got a really good chance against Stanford.
4: Stanford's wide receiver and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, fifth nationally, first among Pac-12 players with 11 receiving touchdowns. Stanford posted this interesting stat on him. He has drawn 14 penalties this year, 12 pass interferences, two holding calls, for 190 yards of penalty yardage. Where we think about, as Nick alluded to, the secondary for UCLA is one of the stronger parts of the defense. They just had this great showing where they kept the penalties down to only two, and both of them taking place in the first quarter against USC. But another challenge is how disciplined can they be against this wideout who seems to draw all sorts of attention?
7: Well, and they did a great job against a very big, athletic receiver and Pittman for USC. I mean, I, I, I was I was worried about that one. Darnay Holmes plays bigger than he is. He's such a great athlete. He's just so strong. He's so uh, he's so good. Um, we do have some size. I think Quentin Lake is 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 kind of a, a, one of the taller ones. You know, Nate's not not short. Uh, the, you, the, there, there's some, there's some opportunities, but listen, it's kind of funny when you watch a receiver like J.J. R. white Whiteside because. He can box you out. He can turn around and put his butt into you and muscle you out and jump for a ball, and that's fine. That's not offensive pass interference. But if you kind of climb up over him and kind of push him in the back, or or you know what I mean, it's it, it the way they do the things they do sometimes, especially in the red zone, it, it definitely favors the way they call these plays, the the offense more than the defense, which I I think is interesting because they will he'll turn and box you out and just jump up and get the ball, and there's not a whole lot you can do about it. So you um, see is going to have to have a game plan for that maybe play someone over the top of them you know we'll see what happens but you said it UCLA secondary has been a strength but you you, again you you want to try to put some pressure you know on the quarterback to make it more difficult for him so that's going to be a key component as well
5: well Wayne we're excited for breakfast at the Rose Bowl before that that noon kick on Saturday we will see you out there thanks so much for your time and we are excited to end the season on a high note
7: Hey, to all Bruin fans. That was fun. The victory bell is at home. It, it doesn't get any better than that, but you know what? Beating Stanford would sure taste good, so let's, let's, let's get it done.
5: Well said. Thanks so much, Wayne. Uh, we'll see you in a few days. All right, guys. Wayne Cook joining us on the show, and when we come back, we'll continue the football talk. We'll, we'll hear from uh, Andre James, left tackle. A big part of this Bruin offensive line this year and what a season he has had both on and off the field. Brian catches up with him when we come back on the Bruin Insider Show on the UCLA Sports Network from IMG. Hey you! Yeah you! Hi, I'm Lenny the Lifeguard. I
1: only have a few seconds during this time out to give you a few tips on ways to reduce stormwater pollution. Number one, fix any leaks your vehicle may be dripping on roadways. Number two, pick up after your pets. If they, uh, you know, go while walking, these items can get washed down the storm drain when it rains and end up polluting our lakes and streams. Please remember to hop to it, protect our water, because clean water is everyone's responsibility.
2: This message brought to you by stormwater mascot
6: Lenny the Lifeguard. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo Hundo P Hundo P Adjective Short for being 100% sure or certain As in If we get a puppy I'll hundo P always walk it You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt U.S. Kids and the Ad Council
3: Open calendar. What's my schedule looking like?
6: Next Thursday, you will be caught in an emergency flash flood between Park and First Street. What?
3: No, no, that doesn't work. I'm busy then. Decline. De- decline.
0: Floods don't exactly work around your schedule. Disasters don't plan ahead. But you can. It starts with talking to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. So don't wait. Communicate. Get started today at ready.gov plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.
3: The Bruin Insider Show continues now. Back out to Plataea inside the Luskin Conference Center on the campus of UCLA. Here's Nick Cope and Brian Finley.
4: Located right on campus, the new UCLA Luskin Conference Center and hotel is the perfect destination for Bruin fans. Stay with us before the big game at Pauley Pavilion or dine on site at Plataea Restaurant before catching a world-class performance. Check out lcc.ucla.edu for more information. Brian Fenley and Nick Cope with you. We are still talking football here. And have a chance to... To catch up with Andre James. He has been a key cog on the revamped and well-calibrated Bruin offensive line, and you're going to root for him even more by what he has gone through off the field as well, and he visited with us today. Andre, why do you gush with pride when you think about how much improvement you've seen out of the offensive line?
9: You know, I think it's just a uh... It's just a, it's just a statement to our work and how you know how hard we work here each and every day. You know, Coach Fries is on us No matter how we're feeling or what kind of energy, you know, we just come out here and we grind every day. And so I think we're seeing the, you know, the uh, bearings of our fruits and now in a couple of days, uh, in these last past couple of days, uh, what's been going on. It's awesome blocking for Josh. You know, so I think we're finally starting to see our hard work pay off. Yeah, Josh. The rest of the guys, they look up to you so much on the field, but why do they also admire you for your inner strength? Um, you know, I, th- I just want to, I think they look up towards me towards uh, to maybe my, my mental strength. You know, I th- I've been through a lot, you know, with these last, uh, this last couple seasons, uh, you know, with some family stuff, uh, I just come out here and i try to work hard every day. You know, I just try to be, uh, just maybe hopefully a dude they can look up to or just the stuff I do, you know, on and off the field. And so that's what I just try to do. Andre,
4: when I was a teenager, I, I lost my dad to cancer, and I found ways to keep him alive in me
9: to this day. How, for you, is your dad immortal to you? Mm, you know, like I, um, like I was saying earlier in the interview, I, I, changed, I changed my number to seventy-seven. Um, you know, earlier in uh, this, just this season, because uh, he was born in nineteen seventy-seven, and I kind of wanted to dedicate this year and. Uh, you know my whole football career to him, and you know everything. Because if it wasn't for him, I, I wouldn't be able to do or be here for uh, today. Because all the training and stuff, you know, he he put in for me and all the work that uh, he helped me to get here. So, if you had a chance right now to speak to your dad, what would you talk to him about? Uh, I just talked to him about you know just football, just football and food. That was my favorite. That was our favorite things to talk about, you know. And it, it's hard every time you know we get a good win. I want to call him and stuff and talk to him. But uh, I know that uh, I talk to him in my head, and you know, I know he's listening. What is he telling you through your head when you're going through these practices and you found a way to play five
4: days after his passing at Arizona when you guys played them when the rest of the team would
9: have totally understood if you weren't there? Mm-hmm. I, he was a tough dude. I mean, he was he was the toughest man I've ever met in my life. You know, to see him battle through that kind of cancer, it kind of puts things into perspective of, you know, maybe things aren't as hard as, you know, I think when we're out here and, you know, practice or maybe a game is hard. It's... It's not as hard as what he's been through. And, you know, I've always just kind of put that in the back of my Is If he can go and battle cancer for as long as he did for Mm -hmm. the amount of time that they gave him uh, to live, you know, I can do anything. So absolutely inspiring to hear your strength. The rest of the team, how have they been an extended family to you? You know, I mean, all the dudes really rallied around me. I mean, it was it was awesome. The love I got when I came back. Uh, All the dudes were just real loving, you know, they almost, you know, took my mind off everything. Uh, just getting back to the schedule and just the schedule of football. Uh, you know, these are my brothers, so it's always just, it's, it's just really a really the family. You know, so they felt my pain, and a lot of them hurt is with me. And so it was nice being here with them for that. Your dad is so proud of you. The Bruin community is so proud of you, Andre. Thank you for inspiring us all, and
4: thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. So that was Andre James. And here's a guy, Nick, who really is such a a role model when you think about what he went through to the rest of the players. And it, it, from my own experiences, it's always good to have good distractions you know, as you're kind of coping and dealing with all this, and his teammates have been right there for him, and really kind of staying busy with him to just keep his mind right, but he is such an amazing man, and how talented he is on the football field as well.
5: Yeah, even when it's come to just talks of football, and you talk to all the other offensive linemen after practice you know they always praise him he's kind of the the elder statesman of this offensive line and we had to deal with being a right tackle coming over to to left tackle and he's handled that that so well and you can just see in here in that interview just what kind of a high character guy he is and how strong he is uh, both mentally and we see how
4: strong he is on the field on Saturdays too. Justin Murphy is a guy who he's had the opportunity in Andre to play with on the offensive line, and Justin spoke with the media today, and he talked a lot about different things. One of the things is that he got to play against USC. He was in for 16 snaps, and Justin is a guy who's dealt with a lot of injuries himself, but how cool was it for him to get back in there? He had missed a couple games with a knee injury as working on on that and clearing some cartilage it was nothing that is the structurally that was wrong with his knee. It was, it was just a comfort thing, but he just seemed so happy to be back and he's trying to play for another year. They're working on that and getting a waiver in there too.
5: Yeah, that would be really nice to see. He was so great to talk to He is, he's so Texas too. You can just, you can tell immediately that this guy, this guy is from Texas. He had great things to say about playing in the game too, said that there was nothing like playing in that USC-UCLA game, perhaps because Texas Tech doesn't have like a a natural rival. They, you know, go after all all the teams in Texas. But to have Murphy back, we've seen lots of other young guys like Alec Anderson come in and play on the offensive line, building that depth for the future too. And uh, hopefully we get guys like Andre James and and Justin Murphy back for another year uh, to
4: help lead this group. Speaking of depth, there's a lot of depth at the UCLA basketball team and the men's side of things. So we are going to shift from football to basketball coming up next. You're listening to the Bruin Insider Show on the UCLA Sports Network from IMG.
0: Top five must-haves for tailgating. One, meat. Two, more meat. Three, lots of meat. Well, you get the picture. Score the best-tasting meats on the planet at uswellnessmeats.com. We'll deliver this touchdown right to your door for free traffic it can be more stressful than that last second hail mary pass but nissan changed the game nissan rogue has available nissan intelligent mobility like pro pilot assist that can start and stop in highway traffic all on its own and help keep you centered nissan rogue it's a game changer get to nissan proud supporter of college (laughs) athletics ProPilot Assist is an available feature and cannot prevent collisions. Always monitor traffic conditions. Keep both hands on the steering wheel. See owner's manual for safety information.
8: What's the greatest time of year? Football season. And you know what goes great with a Bruins game? A big, juicy, sizzling Roos Chris steak. Now at Roos Chris, you can get a three-course meal. That's a starter, entree, side dish, and dessert starting at $46.95. Rush into Roos during or after the game to satisfy that winning appetite and cheer on the Bruins the right way over a sizzling Roos Chris steak, of course. Here's to eating like a winner. Come visit us in Beverly Hills on South Beverly Drive. This is how it's done. The new UCLA Meyer and Reney Luskin Conference Center is a proud sponsor of UCLA Athletics and is the perfect addition to your game day lineup. Stay at one of our 254 guest rooms just steps away from Pauley Pavilion and enjoy great food and drinks before or after the game at Plataea, our on-site Mediterranean-inspired restaurant and lounge. Experience brew and hospitality at its best at the UCLA Luskin Conference Center, located in the heart of campus. For more information, please visit us at luskinconferencecenter.ucla.edu.
0: Four out of five professional tailgaters agree. Meat is delicious. The other guy was wrong. Score the best tasting meats on the planet at uswellnessmeats.com. Use discount code BRUIN to save 15%. We'll deliver this touchdown right to your door for free. uswellnessmeats.com.
4: Hands it off. Kelly guns the engine. He could go. 40, 35, far sideline. 20, 15, 10. Bye-bye. Joshua Kelly. Touchdown, UCLA. 55 wonderful yards for Joshua Kelly.
3: You're listening to the Bruin Insider Show on the UCLA Sports Network from IMG.
4: It's the Black Friday Chevy Drive event. Visit your Southern California Chevy dealers or SoCalChevy.com today to find deals as impressive as their award-winning lineup. Hurry, the sale ends soon. Bruin basketball is out to 4-0, the men's team. They took down Presbyterian last night, 80-65. to UCLA head coach Steve Alford, after the game, said, look, it wasn't the prettiest of things. But it's good to learn lessons, which they did from that game, and still win. Positives, Nick, Presbyterian got out-rebounded. Jalen Hill, 20 rebounds, no turnovers. Cody Riley made his season debut. But the second-half play was quite a problem. And I know Steve Alford mentioned he was really disappointed with the way the first 15 minutes of that second-half went. What did you see during that stretch? Because Presbyterian... Knocked 10 three-pointers in that second half, and there were some defensive breakdowns on the UCLA side.
5: Yeah, there, it was a combination of a couple things there. You, you had defensive breakdowns, but Presbyterian just kind of got hot, and at the beginning of the game, they were cold as ice. They couldn't buy a bucket, but Steve Alford even mentioned I agree that it was kind of fool's gold for the team because you know those were good looking shots they had in the first half i remember watching seeing these threes it was like you know they're they're moving the ball they're getting the ball in rhythm shooting these threes and they just weren't going and then those shots started hitting in the second half uh, so the bruins didn't really they, they needed to up their game a little bit defensively even though presbyterian was missing those shots they were good shots and and so that's where the bruins need to see improvement and you know, they're up 21 at halftime, and I think the concern is that, you know, the the win was by less than that margin. It was, I think it was 82-65, was 80-65, as Presbyterian got it down to as little as six points. You know, that's a school with an enrollment of 1,200 people. Like, there's probably most of the high schools here in Los Angeles are, are bigger than the size of, of that school, so I mean, credit to them for starting to knock down their shots, but Defensively, you need to see that improvement on the perimeter. It's something that Steve Alford has stressed. And then offensively, you got to take care of the basketball. Jalen Hands, for all the talent he has, six turnovers just isn't going to work when you start playing high-caliber teams like they're going to face on Thursday
4: in Michigan State. Yeah, we're going to talk about that upcoming matchup. Jalen Hands mentioned there was a lack of focus as to why he had the six turnovers. Chris Wilkes, after the game against Presbyterian, said... A common trend has been we play great ball for 20 minutes, but are unable to to play consistent 40 minutes, and that was kind of the story against St. Francis, who UCLA beat on Friday, and you look at the final score, and you're like, well, the Bruins just, just unloaded on them, 95 to 58, but it was not a flattering start for UCLA. They were trailing 11 to 2 to begin, and And several times in that first half, UCLA was trailing. And Steve Alford, after the game, said that first half offensively might have been the worst his team has played this year. Chris Wilkes went scoreless in the first half. He ended up with 14 points. But you would think that there's got to be a way to develop a a synergy for all 40 minutes. And how do you do that? Because I know that's a common trend we've seen from this team. And they're so talented. They're so talented. I think part of the problem, and it's not just UCLA that
5: has this problem it's a lot of big-time schools that play a lot of mid-majors at the start of the year and for you know you're playing these smaller schools you know you're better so you you tend to go through the motions a little bit I mean when you look at the teams that are going to be coming up in Las Vegas in addition to Michigan State North Carolina and Texas outside of Michigan State's game against Kansas None of those three teams have played anybody remotely competitive. You know, Michigan State was an Eastern Tennessee Tech or State. They, they beat them 101 to 33. So, I, <laughs> so they, they're not playing high caliber teams. I think it's going to take playing a team like a Michigan State to hopefully have everyone engaged for that full 30 minutes. I, th- I think that's probably the biggest problem is just the, the
4: level of competition. Michigan State on Thursday, we are going to preview that matchup coming up. You're listening to the Bruin Insider Show on the UCLA Sports Network from IMG.
7: Have you ever had cheesesteak with chicken fingers, mozzarella sticks, crisp bacon, fried eggs, fries, mayo, ketchup, salt and pepper on a fresh baked hero? Well, the tens of thousands of fans of Fat Sal's Deli have. That's what we do at Fat Sal's. Since 2010, we've been building mouth-watering, over-the-top, one-of-the-kind creations. Come try us out at one of our three Southern California locations, Westwood Village, Hollywood, and Pacific Beach, San Diego. For details, visit our website, fatsalsdeli.com. We're making sandwiches over here.
8: Are you in need of electrical services? Fogel Tance Electric is a leading provider of comprehensive electrical contracting services for residential, commercial, retail, and industrial projects in the greater Los Angeles area. Whatever your electrical needs, Fogel Tance leads the field in experience, creativity, and dependability. Known for quality electrical construction, lighting design, and new construction to generally brightening your environment. Visit us at F-O-G-L-T-A-N-C-E electric dot com. Fogel Tance Electric,
6: a proud sponsor of UCLA football. Toyo Tire's full line of exceptional tires means there's a tire for you. Yes, you, Italian sports car. And you, off-road truck, charging like a wild beast. You too, luxury sedan, cruising all cool. And yes, even you, minivan, taking the kids to school. And with the Toyo No Regrets Trial Offer, your satisfaction is guaranteed.
1: Do you want to win some big bucks at the Bruins game? Download the Mezu app and get to the Rose Bowl Stadium on October 26th and November 24th for the UCLA football games for a chance to win up to $5,000. Mezu, the only private money app that lets you pay people without sharing any personal information, will be giving out some serious coin during the new and exciting Mezu money time. Just watch the video board throughout the game and type in the winning four-digit Mezu code. Download Mezu at the App Store or Play Store before the game. Mezu is a proud sponsor of UCLA Athletics and a supporter of the Wooden Athletics. Athletic Fun.
5: Welcome back to the Bruin Insider Show from Plataea inside the Luskin Conference Center on the UCLA campus. Your athletic calendar is brought to you by Toyo Tires, the official tire of UCLA Athletics. Did you know people who drive on Toyo Tires love them? Imagine loving your tires. Visit toyotires.com to see why. Pretty light home calendar in Westwood this week. Women's volleyball with a couple of matches tomorrow against Colorado at 1. Friday, USC, 5 o'clock in Poly. Hope to see people there. And then, of course, football taking on Stanford at noon on Saturday. And then another notable one, women's soccer is going to be at North Carolina for a spot in the College Cup, which will also be taking place the following weekend in North Carolina, and then some fun men's basketball coming up.
4: Yeah, basketball for UCLA men on Thursday. They're taking on Michigan State. Right now they're ranked 11th in the AP Top 25. I know it's early, so how much stake do you actually put in the ratings system at this point, but Michigan State has experience, Nick. They have lost to Kansas by only five points, but Michigan State is a team that can knock down threes. They had 12 made threes in that game. And they are a three-headed monster with Cassius Winston, Joshua Langford, Nick Ward. And it's going to be a physical battle underneath, and that's a big concern. Also, they force a lot of turnovers, and UCLA is averaging 15 turnovers per game. they got to get that number down if they want a chance against the Spartans.
5: Uh, this is going to be a, a huge test. For UCLA, You know, UCLA's starting lineup is a freshman, a redshirt freshman, two sophomores, and a junior, while Michigan State's starting lineup goes redshirt senior, senior, junior, junior, junior. <laughs> I mean, all kinds of experience. Cassius Winston, great three-point shooter. I'm very curious to see Nick Ward guarding Moses Brown. He's going to be undersized height-wise, but he's a big physical guy. It's going to be a good test for Moses Brown to face a guy who's probably going to push him around a little bit. And then you mentioned... Uh, forcing turnovers. Michigan State, a very physical team. UCLA has to be ready for that.
4: Win or lose on Thursday, UCLA would then either play UNC or Texas. Carolina 5-0, Texas 4-0. So some great opportunities to really pad your non-conference slate and build up a good resume.
5: Yeah, North Carolina, should they play the Tar Heels, that would be a lot of fun. Texas, Shaka Smart in his fourth year. He's looking to prove himself in Austin as well.
4: Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Bruin Insider Show. For Nick Cope, Dominic Catronio, Craig Robbins, Damon Dukakis, station manager Stephen Hartzell, Paul Engel, and the rest of our athletics communication staff, I am Brian Fenley. Go Bruins!
3: This has been the Bruin Insider Show on the UCLA Sports Network from IMG. Your weekly look inside UCLA Athletics. Join us next week for another hour of the best Bruins talk anywhere. The Bruin Insider Show has been an exclusive presentation of IMG, America's home for college
1: sports.